0: Someone once told me that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. Be careful which paths you travel down. Stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences?
1: We're in the end game now.
2: I sacrificed everything. And it meant nothing.
0: Oh, strange! What have you done?
1: Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! You sound insane. Do you like that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. It's
0: showtime. Come along with us, man, fam, into the strange multiverse of Marvel madness. Once again, it's MCU talk here. Mad about movies. I'm Kent. Joined by the co hosts, Brian and Richard. How we doing, Brian? How we doing, Richard? Doing good, man. What's up? Yeah. Looking good in Mavsland
2: land right now. So that, that makes up for a, a multiverse of sins. Ah.
0: Oh, it does. It does. It, <laughs> it does. does.
2: Feeling good. Feeling
0: good. Is it reminiscent, not to get spoilery too early, of the, you know, the 2011 run where you're sitting in a theater and. All of a sudden, greatness is happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the Mavs are making history behind this. That's kind of what was me today. I had to ask Brian, it's like, how'd the game end? I had to catch a screening of the movie before the pod. I didn't even get to finish the Mavs playoff game, but I could have just, you know, imagined Brian uh, finding out about this <laughs> while seeing like a, uh, you know, X Men adjacent property. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, wow, this is weird. It, it, there are
2: some similarities.
0: Luca some similarities. is the new Dirk. It's uh, you know, we're in a new multiverse, a Mavs
2: multiverse. Richard and I had lunch together on Thursday, so, you yeah, know, it's uh it it is similar. There are some similarities. Um those Things similarities are probably in when the Suns beat the Mavs by 47 on <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, but Phoenix, for right now I feel really good. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. 47.
0: <laughs> well, it is so fun to talk MCU, to return to this universe, but to be quite honest with you guys, it feels like we're here every other week at this point. Don't really get to take a break from it. When we're not talking about one of the films, we're talking about one of the TV shows on the Discord or in the VIP or something. And so, it's just Marvel all the time now. They need to have a Marvel Marvel Plus. Just offer that.
2: <laughs> just nothing I feel else. like they have <laughs> enough
0: content at this point where <laughs> enough people would subscribe with just just to refresh themselves for every one of these movies. Like you need a whole app just yeah. to do that. And so I certainly felt it with this one. And this is Dr. Strange too. It comes to us via Sam Raimi this time around, fellas. I know we have some Sam Raimi thoughts. We'll get into that, but uh, this would be a fun one to review. Richard, you have a little story for us off the top here. I
1: do. So uh, in February, we were doing um, Death on the Nile or one of those. The, you know, the Agatha, Agatha Christie. It was Death Christy, on the Nile. Yep. That was Yeah. Long. Agatha Christie uh, Cinematic Universe. And we also did, I think, an AMA that night and a throwback. So it was a long record. We record, for those of you that don't know, we record oftentimes in the evening time. So it was a late night um, on a Monday night or something, and I was like, cool. Well, I, I finish up at about, we finished at like 11, 11, three, three or four episodes, long night, went into um, my bedroom, and I went and, and uh, washed my face. I did my whole nighttime routine, um, seven beers, no biggie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. And then I went to my nightstand, and there was a pregnancy test. Ooh. And it was positive. Whoa! What? Yeah. And I'm gonna be a dad. Whoa! This is real. This is real. Wow! This is how I found out back in February. So we've known for a while. We kept it kind of on lock. Yeah. Wow. And we're adding dude, to the man fam. Congratulations.
2: When do? You, when can Thank you get you. DNA checked to make sure that
1: it's true Um. Account. Well, you know, there's a lot. Of, as you know, Brian, there's a lot of options. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: know. But that's so great, dude. <laughs> Thank I'm you very thank happy you. For you that's awesome We're
1: very excited. you guys have oh i know the gender um so oh okay. you do, do yeah i do we, we like you know my wife likes to plan do you guys have any guess <laughs> yeah, do you guys have any that. i can see that <laughs> do you guys have any guesses um uh, it's good. one of one of uh four you got and, one of yeah it's twenty twenty two so, yeah, so you have one in thirty odds <laughs> right.
0: yeah I'm going with uh knowing Richard. It's gonna be a girl.
2: Okay. Brian. I'll, take, re- I'll take the other side of that to make okay. it. Man. I'll go boy. All right.
0: You're gonna
1: reveal? It's gender reveal gonna, and it's and a uh, gender reveal. I dude, wow. I save stuff for Marvel movies. Okay. This is when we get an <laughs> yeah, audience. this
0: is yeah, this is the well, yeah, one of the only good times to do it. Okay, go go for
2: it. Congrats, Brian. Baby boy yeah. Brian, wow. October twenty two. That's It's awesome. Luca That's Dorian what? Barton the sixth. <laughs> oh, yes. So pumped, man. So good. Yep. Exactly.
1: So we're very excited. So, yeah. So October is going to be be awesome. But I definitely want to tell you guys on the pod because I wanted that kind of uh, for posterity to have the yes. reaction. But yes, uh, you did. yeah,
0: that is amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm smiling. I was going to tell you last week, but then I realized I hadn't told any of my family. So I thought I should <laughs> tell them first. Because <laughs> I think well, they listen to the podcast sometimes. And I was like, oh, that's right. I got to do that. So that's why I was like, last week, a Little Inside Baseball, I was like, guys, I have a great story. You're going to love it. And then I didn't do it. And then so this week, yeah, here we go.
0: So yeah, this, this okay brings up the obvious question here. Mm, I know
1: Richard Barton the fifth
0: is it going to be Richard Barton? I v?
1: cannot. We are being loose with the gender in terms of we're telling people, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, we're being tight on names. But I can say it will not be. Our oh, that's five. been mixed. That's been, I was I was overruled there by people in my house that are related to me by marriage. RBV. Uh, RBV, RBV. would have <laughs> be, been a
0: great Yeah, nickname. I was like,
1: what, are you not, I mean, think RBV. about the tribute to RBG, right. yeah. Yeah. you know? <laughs> Do you not like women's rights, Sarah? I tried to really pull that angle. She didn't fall for it. So, um, but yeah. So, yeah, awesome, some dude. kind of Barden will be, will, boy will be <laughs> with a name
0: we Will be born in October, so uh, it's time is... for
1: Oscar season. So I'll be doing ten episodes a night,
0: obviously I'm crushing <laughs> it. Start sewing the baby cardigans now.
1: Yeah, baby,
0: bar- baby cardigan, cardigan. Baby
1: <laughs> Hashtag baby cardigan. So, uh, yeah, exciting great. times here in the uh, on the Barton front. But anyway, Doctor Strange. So, so let's, let's segue quick. Awesome, are you gonna? That's what really matters.
0: Are you gonna sh- like show him MacGruber in the womb? Like have little headphones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and be yeah. Like when you do the old celery trick. The question is:
1: Would you go movie or series first? Because I think the series has a lot more father son. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a little more for us. (laughs) It's our show, you know. Mm -hmm. But the movie obviously is kind of establishes the classic. So I don't know. I think I'll show him the Barkley sketches with MacGruber first. The Barkley. Yeah. When they're like one. Yeah. When he's one, like one. When he's
0: one. Yeah. And
1: then uh and then kind of lead in probably then movie, then T V series. So we'll see. That's up in the air. But uh I did email Will Forte first. That was the first person I told yeah, him. even right. before right. my family asked, hey, be. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves <laughs> cool. to know more than us, that's for sure. <laughs> absolutely and i said hey and he was like i don't recognize this email i was like you're on my podcast three years ago don't worry about it but <laughs> but we're family and, uh, <laughs> we're family and uh really
0: excited to name him uh orville willis barton the <laughs> fourth we're gonna take have to take uh some bets on names here between Go brian and i are gonna have to you know make a name pool yeah try it can to be guess. a fun
1: we can have a fun summer with guess this. i guess i feel like it's because that was the reason i was like you are responsible for human life. Brian knows this. You know you have to really raise them and make sure that they're all good and and normal and stuff. But also, I was like, but so much content, summer twenty twenty two. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> what it's about. Has
0: anyone ever stolen a name from you? Like a you know friends uh, or like having a baby like like we've no. always loved the name blank and then they name their yeah. kid that and you're like you son of a.
1: I would. I can say I was going to name my son um mad about movies so <laughs> I, I would have I, that you. was that yeah. sucked yeah and i had to kind of burn that on Cease the show so would have been yeah so that's imminent. a bummer but we've got a good we're we're gonna name him slash film i'll just go ahead and spoil <laughs> it slash film Barden.
0: <laughs> oh well well right. let's Rotten get in tomato <laughs> rb <Arby. laughs> that is no, but we're excited that is so awesome go. Go. And, and yeah
1: Coop has a new best friend already. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, can yeah already exactly. See it. Can Cooper babysit? That's the real question. Yeah,
2: absolutely. About yeah. yeah, we're very close to that.
1: Yeah, yeah we're yeah. close to that. That's how I staggered it. <laughs> Can't, and then you just got to wait like nine years and then right. mine's <laughs> got your. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Well, that is awesome. What a way to start the show. And let's get into this review, fellas. This is the first Marvel film of 2022. That we're seeing. The last one that I saw in the theater was the Spider-Man No Way Home. I've messed that up enough times. I got it right, correct. That, that time. It. And then we had Eternals and Shang-Chi as well uh, last year. And so I've always been impressed, guys, with the ability of Marvel, Disney, Feige, all of them to just reinvent what these movies kind of are and to re-energize them with every single one. I've been really impressed with that. And so every time I kind of go into them, I'm like, oh, I'm just expecting this to be, you know, another superhero movie. And I always leave like, wow, that was way better than it probably should have been. It's like my reaction 90% of the time. And then there's the other 10% of the time where I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure what that was. That could have just been an episode of a show or maybe a throwaway line or maybe it should have just been a show instead of a movie. It leaves me very confused as to why Marvel would, would do that when they have such a great track record to begin with. Uh, this one, I was struggling, guys. <laughs> this was the first film, I think. I, I went back and looked at all of them. I think this, this is the first one that felt like... The working title was just MCU movie number 28. And like, we got to get one of these out of here or Dr. Strange sequel. Don't know what it is, but we know it's going to have Dr. Strange and whatever else it is, is fine. Yeah, this one, this one was tough for me to stay invested, lack the energy that I expected, lack the direction that I expected. And it was just kind of a bummer to be quite honest with you. Uh, and I don't really have that, uh, really reaction too often with these. So I was not really feeling this one. And I, w- I'm very surprised to say that we can get into it here, but, um, I don't know what you guys thought of this, but this one was, was way lower on the totem pole than, uh, let me, let me see the, like the last one that I would say is, is was, I was not feeling as much as this one. Let's see. Uh, Man, I've got to go back pretty far. Maybe Age of Ultron, two thousand fifteen. And I like that one more than this one. Uh but yeah, that was pretty pretty this one was it's hard to justify for me for a lot of reasons, but we'll get there. But uh
1: I'll pass Warner it on, Brothers. I'll
2: pass that it on big, to you, Brian.
1: Big WB energy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm I'm bummed, Kent, because I mean of the three of us, I think you were the most likely to like this movie. And I don't know what, I, I haven't talked to Richard about it at all. And Richard keeps secrets from us, apparently. So, you know, <laughs> I think you're the guy who's most likely to be on board with the Raimi joint, um, comparatively. I, I didn't hate this, but it's definitely, it's very low on my list of the Marvel movies. And at a certain point, I, I mean, I really dig the Marvel movies. Obviously, anyone who's listened to this podcast, uh, you know, we, we very frequently um accused of being marvel shills or whatever so that's fine um so at a certain point you're like hey they can't all be great or like when you're comparing them to each other maybe that's the wrong move or whatever i liked it less as it went and that's usually that's usually a pretty bad sign like the more Rami it got the less i was into it and so that's uh the whole like last hour of the movie is very sam Rami. i feel like um, but maybe Sam Raimi kind of distilled into the Disney version of Sam Raimi, which turns out is is even worse to me. So I don't like camp. I don't like cheese. I do, obviously I don't like horror movies. I I've never appreciated uh, Sam Raimi's vision for for what he is looking for in a movie. Let's just say that Sam Raimi and I are not looking for the same thing in a movie, and that was very apparent by the time we got to to the end of this. So. It was it was there was there was good there were stretches where I was kind of uh I, I, I liked what we were trying to do in stretches. And I'll I'll give I give Kevin Feige and, and, and Disney credit too for like for making a Sam Raimi movie for or for at least trying to make a Sam Raimi movie within this this uh this world. That was a that was a relatively bold, um, ambitious play. I just don't care for it. So that's that's kind of I have some very specific criticisms um and then more just like the the vibe is a big part of it as well though for me so uh wasn't wasn't a huge fan definitely very low on my list compared to other other marvel movies but i've seen lots of other i've seen 10 worst movies this year probably or, or five worse at least and there's no way this is going to be one of the 10 worst movies of the year for me is what i'm trying to say but i certainly did not enjoy my my time in the theater and that is very rare for a marvel movie so richard what about you
1: uh, similar, I suddenly felt like I needed a, uh, a master's degree in, in Marvel, you know, yes. the, uh, Marvel, yeah. you know, I, I needed the time I, a timeline. like,
0: I had to have it printed out in front of me to be like, okay, yeah, like, like, or be drawing a, a diagram yeah. as they as the movie's yeah, going to figure, to exactly. keep, keep up with this. I can't imagine a sub 10 year old being able to follow <laughs> the, oh. the,
1: this. But. And, and by the way, like, you know, they're in their you know, we get some junk sometimes on being like whatever pro Marvel over DC because they've made better movies thus far. But like, they they can try this stuff. I mean, we're like what twenty or thirty movies in at this point on some on some of this. Like, this is way too big of a swing in terms of the expectation of the audience's level of at least. I think of myself as very middle American. Audience on these kind of films, especially, and it's like, yeah, no, you can't expect me to care this much. <laughs> like, this isn't gonna work, but it made a lot of money, I guess. So that's cool. But, uh, but then, like, D, but like, uh, WB Warner Brothers with the DC movies, like, they try to do this in like movie two or something, right? That's what that was the Justice League problem. All right, I get it. Trying 27, but okay, so if we're grading both on a equal, yeah, it was that kind of thing where it's like, hey, we have this cool character, yeah, okay, I'm in. But we're just going to throw all the stuff at it. Multiverse is cool right now. We're going to throw as much of that at you as we can. We're going to get a couple tie-ins in. It was very paint-by-numbers. It was, uh, yes, I'm not a fan of those. I'm not a Sam Raimi fan either. And I'm not even a fan really of the Spider-Man movies Mm -hmm. as much as people love them. Um, I'm not as big, not very high on them. In their time, sure. But like, you know, through the hourglass of time, less so. There's a million different tones going on. Benedict is in a whole different movie than everyone else which can be fun if it's a supporting mm. character unfortunately that's your lead actor. And so uh there's a there's a bunch of different stuff and yeah it was just a it was just a miss for me for the purposes of carrying on a plot that I don't care about. So it was like a triple mm. miss. Like sure. you know what I mean? Like yeah. the 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 quality of the film is not like a swing miss and fall down. It's not like it's an F minus minus but then you're also trying to carry on this story that I'm like, no, I don't want this to go down this road. So both in a micro and a macro sense, it was a fail, which makes it like a double fail, which Mm. is meaner than the movie really deserves because as a a film on its own, it's like whatever, but, but it, it, it it was a not enjoyable experience. And I'm going to grade it on that, by the way, I'm not going to give it, I'm not going to give it training wheels, but like it was not an enjoyable experience for me. No.
2: That's a good point. I mean, we are gonna. I. I mean. I. I'm getting close at this point to like. I'm kind of tired of the whole. Like just having to know so much in every movie, and and it. I kind of. I felt like when we did in game, I felt like that was gonna be an opportunity for them for 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 Feige for Marvel for the rest to kind of release us from everything that's ever happened in this universe you know and and that is clearly that's very clearly not the case it's just there was there's never
0: like yeah a full reset
2: well and yeah exactly exactly and i felt like in-game give kind of gave them an opportunity maybe not a hundred percent reset but like an 80 percent reset and instead because of like disney plus you now got to include another hundred hours of content in your brain When you're when you're watching one of these movies. And look, I I always appreciate when a studio director, whatever, like respects the audience and just understand that just just accepts that the audience has to understand that you have to have some. No one is going to see Doctor Strange, two and being like this is the first Marvel movie I've ever seen, you know, and I, I appreciate that. But kind of to your point, Richard, to play off of your point, it's when you do have one that is that feels that's a miss or at the very least, very fair to say. Because uh, like a lot of people really dig this, and that's cool. It's not like one of those movies where I'm like, man, I'm mad that this even exists. It's that's fine. I'm I'm glad that people are digging it. But if it's a miss for you, and it's clearly going to be a huge building block for <laughs> what's to come with all these these movies, it's it it gives you some pause of like, oof, I don't know. Like this this may be uh, this may be a tough run for me because the 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 20 biggest movies that we're going to see over the next three years, like 17 of them are related to this, you know? So it's just, it, I don't know. It kind of, there's, there's, it's hard one to take when it's, when they're, we're, we're so used to quality number one. um, And then just sort of like being able to, to be broad and find ways to, to be, you know, incredibly marketable and um enjoyable and all that sort of stuff. And if, if, if we're going to start losing that, it it's going to make the next batch of movies kind of tough. So. Anyway,
0: yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I I am conflicted with the point of of this film because I I don't I don't understand the uh mission statement for it because uh, Doctor Strange sequel uh, if that was the point, uh doesn't really enhance the character of Doctor Strange beyond anything that we already Knew about him already. So it's really just adding hours, but not like much context to mm-hmm. Dr. Strange story, which I found a little bit strange, no pun intended. And then you've got this Wanda Maximoff uh, storyline, and they decide to make Wanda the antagonist of the story in this, which Big time. I found probably was my biggest issue plot wise with it yeah, because same. i mean i've seen wandavision we talked about it we loved it but i mean imagine being the average person who you know last last thing you saw was avengers Endgame. and you come and see this and you're like what the heck she's evil now she what what's going on mm-hmm. you know so right. it's like their goal is to make people feel left out so that they get disney plus and and do that so i don't i don't really like that uh, I, I don't like, I love the character of Wanda. I don't want her to be evil. And so I don't, I didn't like an entire movie where uh, Dr. Strange was trying to stop Wanda. I didn't, I didn't, didn't really uh, like that. I think maybe just do season two of WandaVision and we'll go down that road and explore that. But there was Agatha in WandaVision. So there was always this counterbalance to Uh, her lashing out or whatever she was lashing Mm -hmm. out for a reason so yeah i I just felt like if you hadn't seen wandavision you'd probably feel pretty left out there and then you have this other element of okay we're going to introduce all these characters for future marvel films right and that felt as shoehorned as i've ever as they've ever shoehorned i guess we can get into spoilers now but we 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 probably shouldn't do it We, we need to get into spoilers for this because the entire point of this film and we, I guess we can talk about this before getting into spoilers is the multiverse thing I think lends so much to the imagination of the viewer because you don't know what the heck is going to happen in these movies when it's got multiverse of madness you're like okay any character ever could pop up in this just like happened in in Spider-Man just like all these other uh, what was it morbius that we had it uh I don't know happen in the uh with the falcon so you know mm-hmm. there's like all this Vulture. Just. Uh Vulture. I said the Falcon. Falconer. Yeah, The There's Falconer. A that's a right. That's, that's a, a superior, f- superior, <laughs> superior superior superior. Why have they not done that movie, by the way? <laughs> Falconer. The fact that this made two hundred million dollars uh opening weekend wasn't because like, oh, people love Doctor Strange. I think it was just the ambiguity of anything could happen in this movie. So let's go see it. Because uh, they could bring mm-hmm. back Iron Man or, or whatever. And so I think it has that had that going for it. And so they really doubled down on the multiverse st- uh, part of this in terms of bringing characters that you never expected. Like they're setting up for future films, what have you. Almost like way more eye-rolly than the organic way they did it in No Way Home. Where it mm-hmm. actually kind of made sense with the story and... It actually gets you from point A to point B. Yeah. This really just felt like we need six characters. Who are they going to be and why? And here, here's who mm-hmm. they are. And so yeah. what I want to ask you, Brian and Richard, is if the goal is, okay, we need to introduce Fantastic Four and we need to introduce X-Men in this universe, can't we just do an X-Men movie and, or a Fantastic Four movie? Do we really have to like spend time in Doctor Strange to 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 do this that was my question like is any is there anyone out there that's going to be like gosh what is this uh patrick stewart x-men thing they've got coming out does anyone know what the, <laughs> you know like if it wasn't for that scene in doctor strange 2 i don't know if we'd know what was going on you know like i just it was so eye-rolling to me and it felt like just cameos for cameo sakes and uh, the, the, the theater did not react to, to them. It was almost, they actually laughed at the, uh, John Krasinski one. Like there was a lot, like somebody laughed. I don't know if they were like, well, Jim Halpert, what or why? But it, but like, it did not, not get the reaction that I expected. Like this cheer. I think Wanda actually got a little cheer when they first showed yeah. her. And then like, uh, but like Patrick Stewart and, and, and Krasinski and even Haley Atwell, it was just like, okay. No,
2: no one really cared. It was just like, why are they why are they doing this right now? I thought it was fanservice-y, but I'm fine with fanservice. So it was, it, it you know, in moderation. So it was fine. I mean, for for me, I I've heard other people say the same thing, Kent, like that the, their audience didn't didn't dig it. Um, mine was the opposite. It was like everybody was like, oh, holy cow, this is a big deal. So, oh, cool. so that was kind of cool. I don't, I mean, there's a lot that doesn't that probably doesn't really do anything like for this movie. But I mean, that's part of the plan. That's part of how we do things with, with this, with these Marvel movies, we got to lay the groundwork for what's to come and set the stage for the next phase and all that kind of stuff. And so I guess I'm just used to it and I was fine with it. And, and and also I guess too, it was like, I love the X-Men. I can't wait for, for Marvel X-Men movies. I I think that's, that's going to be awesome. And, the Krasinski thing has been rumored for so long at this point yeah. that it, it would, it would be weird if they didn't do it in a, in a way. So the fact that it was just like, there it was, yeah, was yeah. kind of impressive
0: to me that mm-hmm. I know yeah, there wasn't any kind of announcement or sure any, yeah. any kind of fanfare. It was just like, mm-hmm. boom, he's in the movie in like right. the fans really? just willed it into existence. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> like straight from the fan art to the screen. It was amazing.
2: Totally. Yeah. No, I I mean, I get the criticism of that, but I was fine with that was that was pretty low on my list of things that I didn't really dig about. I thought I thought that was fine. And to be honest, too, it also is kind of it's probably a little bit of covering your butt because you could always (laughs) just be like, actually, that was in the multiverse. We're not that was just like we're just doing fan service for the fun of it. We don't have to do a Fantastic Four movie with John Krasinski. You know, that's a that's a little it's we can make it just kind of a glorified cameo it's a
0: good way to gauge the reaction of people yeah for sure not to not go all in yeah that is true so we have uh the opening sequence by the way i saw this one in 3d oh really and uh yeah the real d3d i saw the avatar trailer beforehand and i had forgotten they were doing that looks pretty good in 3d you know like that's everybody expected there was no reaction to that either no kind of you know you can gauge reaction. i think the minions 2 trailer got a bigger kind of anticipation uh energy in the room I than an avatar went. but my theater just went maybe they were just in shock of how great it looked maybe that was it they were just completely silent my
1: theater didn't care about the 3d or the cam it was just like mayhem for bruce campbell <laughs> people just yeah. standing up screaming they're like oh my god is that burn notice guy let's go and like high-fiving each other they're like now i was hardcore dc but now i'm marvel and i'm like really dude and this guy's like bruce effing campbell bruce effing Campbell." like insane so that was my theater experience yeah
0: there is a large bruce campbell <laughs> fan base out there it's, you joke, but they're no. Like, I know. It's true. <laughs> I know. I just got
1: us banned in six countries. No, yeah. I mean
2: to seriously though. <laughs> that's kind of where <laughs> his first scene, uh, his only scene besides the post credit, was where I was like, I kind of, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm vibing with this the way my theater is. Like it was the first hint of like, oh, I am in a theater full of Raimi heads, and this is not for me because my theater was into that that scene like they're like ah just the peak of comedy and i was like oh no like am i is this? i'm in the minority here clearly like i've i've stumbled into uh into the theater that that's really pro ramey i feel like so that was uh that was my experience (laughs) maybe i just had a pumped crowd i don't know it was which is is a good thing is a good thing because how many times do we see even blockbuster movies and you're just like do you guys understand this is a movie like are you into this at all um this was not one of them for me. It was a it was a serious serious crowd this time.
0: So Doctor Strange is at the wedding of Christine aka Rachel McAdams. And uh it's so funny he just like is is on the balcony and then sees you know uh, I guess a monster on the street and then he just leaves like Spider-Man. Like the friendly neighborhood Doctor Strange just jumps off the thing to go fight crime that did not feel like a doctor strange moment to me at all like he would not he wouldn't have done that but uh maybe that's the raininess in the movie I had to get that that was a cool that was one of my favorite sequence in of the whole film like action sequence was the octopus uh fight thing i thought that looked really looked really good uh the effects and all that
2: but, i did yeah. not like it i thought it i thought there were other se- what's what's funny interesting to me is the as As the movie progressed and it got more Raimi in its tone and the horror elements, I felt like it looked better. Oh the sequences when he is doing stuff like up on a rooftop or fighting that beholder, ogre, troll, whatever it was, octopus monster. I thought it looked really cheesy and campy. And like it like it may have been cut from uh Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man in 2001. <laughs> like it just, it, There's something about the way he shoots the real world that just does not work for me. It, it, it just didn't. Hmm. It, it. I don't know. It, it, it made, It gave me. It truly. It gave me flashbacks to some of those scenes in that first Spider-Man that really don't look good. Um, 20 years later.
0: So we meet this character, uh, America Chavez. Do you think there's any satire going on in this movie? Um, And she has the ability to travel to any universe that she wants. But Wanda wants to take this energy for herself so that she can be with her family. That, again, you only really know about if you watched WandaVision. And that's uh, the main uh, conflict at hand here. Then mixed in with some uh, some MCU uh, plot lines that we have to kind of Either return to or wrap up. This one did not have enough Wong. Mm. Benedict First. Wong's great. That character's great. Had him a few scenes. Needed more of him. And I'll say this too. And you I said say something this.
1: something similar about that Michael Fassbender movie, um,
0: <laughs> Hunger. I think you said a similar. I said okay. I said it had enough.
1: Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, okay. yeah. that's right, on that's on me. Be I better. I
0: say this about every film though that we review, <laughs> yeah. which is. Um, needed more Michael Stuhlbarg.
2: Mm, yeah, I got. I mean, every I him.
0: Muppets needed more Michael <laughs> Stuhlbarg. I mean, it did. Yeah. And yeah, there was like one scene with him, and he was awesome, and then he was out and gone. But um, so the main movie is is America and Doctor Strange, and it became clearly evident. Richard kind of touched on it off the top in his general thoughts, but it became clearly evident to me that like. We need someone else tagging along with Dr. Strange <laughs> in yeah. these movies. Like yeah. I love Benedict. Great guy, great actor, great in these movies. I love what they've done with him in the past few years, just to kind of reinvigorate his character and get people uh, reinvested in his story. But uh, I think he works better when he's playing a, uh, you know, second fiddle to a Peter Parker or something like that. Uh, and to me this was it was clearly evident that we needed another type of lead character in the film. I don't know who that would be, but maybe it's Wanda and maybe it's not, maybe it's a non-evil Wanda and they're fighting somebody else uh together. Maybe that's the answer. But yeah, I just I wish we had some comic relief or something alongside Doctor Strange in the movie to to keep uh me invested a little bit more.
2: I totally agree. I I I don't love Doctor Strange. I think he's he's better served as uh this and and I mean this is probably a different he I think this is a different iteration of Doctor Strange than what we saw in the the first one. Um that character I think is just better suited to be second or third on the call sheet or eighth on the call sheet or or whatever else. Um I I think you're totally I think both of you are totally right. It 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 works better when he has somebody to um, to work with and not it's just like so much Doctor Strange like I think one of the better parts of this movie is that it does focus so much on Wanda like I don't love what they did with Wanda at all but it but I do think that though I think a she's really good and B, the story arc with her is at least I don't know it, it gives something else on screen besides just Cumberbatch and and this this character that i don't i don't find yeah uber appealing as compared to most of the other superheroes in this this this. Very i storyline.
0: I agree I, i'm more invested in the wanda storyline but to me it just does a disservice to elizabeth olsen uh you know the the actress the character that she's built to put it in doctor strange 2 to kind of make it a it, don't you think that they would make money if they did a wanda a Scarlet Witch movie at this point, and this that was the main focus was basically make, the storyline. They'll make money
1: for the next couple years at least doing anything with that kind of <clears> MCU-ish adjacent <throat> piece. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I, it didn't. It didn't bother me in terms of like because that. It's kind of interesting. Like, it's like well, this isn't organic to her character as we know her. But then the whole point of Wandavision is nothing is, and that it's all you know that character can be anything at any point for any purpose in terms of the story that it can drive and that's interesting and that's kind of cool and i like that they leveraged it here but what i don't like and this is i'm gonna go real old man here i don't like that they're expecting everyone to see 29 hours of television a year plus three <laughs> movies mm-hmm. like the three mm-hmm. remember when we had marvel fatigue when it was three movies a year right Now there's the equivalent. And by the way, we can do it because we do this show and it's fun to talk about it. And I'm all for it. But like, I don't think that's a smart move to expect. I do think it's a smart move off of Endgame to expect people to do it in the short term. But I don't know long term if they can be like, hey, this, like, whether it's on Disney Plus or in a theater or whatever, but these. Twenty plus hours we're putting out of here are canon, and you have to know them to know what's coming up next. I feel like that's a bigger ask.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, these these movies do feel much more of service to the next movie or the things we've already seen, rather than like a this is going to be a great standalone fun yeah. action movie.
2: And and to be honest, that's what I want at this point. I I feel like. It's a lot easier to stomach a movie that you just don't vibe with, that you don't like, or even that you just don't think is good within this world, especially one that is so focused on um, a character that clearly they feel like is very important to the Marvel, the whatever phase we're in moving forward. I'm not totally sure I agree, but that's fine. I just think you should do these standalone. Like there should be a place for, some movies and properties within this ever-expanding universe that don't have to interconnect with a thousand other things that have already happened and will happen in the future. It would be so much easier. And I think this is like one of the, this is maybe the prime one, just like make Dr. Strange its own thing and let it be weird and out there and super dark and And make it honestly make it R rated because by the way this was not appropriate for my nine year old at all and yeah. that super sucks.
0: I thought and, about that too. Yeah, yeah. Look, I it was scary, man. I felt bad for the kids. There was it some was horror elements of
2: this for sure. I never, I never gripe about content in a movie. I feel like we've been taking my kid to see PG thirteen movies since he was two. You know, and we'll. I'll take that on, you know, whatever it's, it, it, it is what it is, but this felt like it was two f bombs away from an R rated movie, and that the movie probably would have just been better if they would have gone it, gone all into. It. Or like,
1: by the way, would you would would you have traded those two f bombs out for a couple scenes?
2: Yeah, probably. And so. Keep it PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean, look, imagery <laughs> is serious; like, it's a big deal. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff in this where I was I'm looking over at him, and he's like, uh, like pretty freaked out by this. And and um, somebody out there would be like, "Hey, it's a PG thirteen movie. You took a nine year old to see it." I'm like, "Right, I totally." I'm a responsible parent when I screw up I sc- I get it like it's fine. However, there are 26 other movies <laughs> Hit with that the same rating. Lend yeah. me to believe that that this is a safe experience for my 9-year-old and it absolutely was not. Lindsay and him left. Like they had to leave at some point because he was getting Super yeah. freaked out by it. Was weird when Kevin
1: Dylan, and Denise Richards came out from the multiverse, <laughs> right, yeah. or no, wait, Matt Dillon. Sorry, it wasn't Kevin, <laughs> right. it was an entourage. Yeah, yeah, yeah finally that, that, get that wild yeah. Things crossover. It yes. was that
2: wild things <laughs> crossover multiverse. <laughs> yeah. I thought, too much. you know what, too if much. I'm a yeah. kid, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. <laughs> like this, I mean, and I, look my, again, my point is not every movie has to cater to me at all, obviously, by any means. I just feel like the movie's probably better if you just, if you have, like yeah. I give, I give Feige. There's an expectation the rest, with these. There is. There is. There is an expectation and I give Feige some credit, a lot of credit for casting, I don't know, for picking a director who's a, I mean, this is a, a bit of a risky choice. It's not the same as just going to the, like the third assistant on an Avengers movie and be like, hey, you want to direct one? Cause we just print money with these things, you know? It's an ambitious choice. I so I give him credit for that, but I think that it's almost like it's almost half-assing it to to stop there and not just be like, "Actually, this is the first R-rated Marvel movie. We're just going to go with it." And and make it because we got a director who works well in that world. He yeah. wants to make a horror Especially, movie. Especially because they're going to do let him that with de- They're going to yeah.
1: do that with Deadpool. Right. So right. like you've already you know what I mean, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Exa- you know, so So,
2: but yeah, but my final point, just, just let me know, just let me know that that's what's coming so that my nine-year-old is not having nightmares and stuff because Black got his, his head exploded from the inside and like, and Reed Richards got, I mean, like, come on, like it was, it was, and then we've got Wanda who's just straight up the evil dead walking through the hallways and stuff. I mean, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot, a lot to take in.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. The context it's like I'm I'm totally like see and you're being really smart about it. Like, hey, I get it, he's not thirteen and it's PG thirteen. Right. But you're totally right. That context is everything, and all yeah. of these have been a soft PG thirteen. And then to mm-hmm. just suddenly throw that yeah. out yeah. and go like really pushing the line of what that even means is sure. that's tough on people with kids. I get that. As a as a father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm gonna be that kind of <laughs> good. Now that you're down, I got some Facebook yeah. groups I want you to join. Okay, so cool, cool I'll, cool. I'll hit you cool. up. Here's Thanks, uh, man. I
1: appreciate yeah. it. I'll be really active.
0: <laughs> From basically oh, there's one moment that I, I kind of mentioned this. I think we did uh every Everything Everywhere a couple of uh weeks weeks ago, another multiverse movie. Mm-hmm. And they did something in that one that I really liked where it's just the character in the center of the frame and they're changing the outfits in the background. They did that one in this where Wanda can kind of stabs the book and it transitions between Scarlet Witch and like her and her house with her kids, you know, mm-hmm. that was a really cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Eight, eight seconds of, of uh, a way to do the multiverse thing. So I always liked that, mm-hmm. that simple trick. And they did that. They did here. So pretty much from the time, uh, the Illuminati stuff, Like, I already mentioned um, Captain Fantastic and Captain Britain and and all that stuff we already mentioned. But So pretty much from the time that that happens, and then there's a scene where Doctor Strange is, like, having a fight with music, and... uh, (laughs) That was not
2: for me, yeah.
0: (laughs) I almost had to leave at that point. I was like, okay, we're fighting with... He like he like pulls the notes off the sheets and he's like, oh god, Symphony number five, ah, and yeah. then uh, after that it goes it goes. uh You said Evil Dead and Zombie Doctor Strange looked like the <laughs> it looked like the zombie from Hocus Pocus, you know, the yeah. one that's just yeah, like walking seriously. around with him yeah. and doesn't say yeah. anything.
2: Like that's exactly what it looked like to me. Yeah, oh, I was not. Uh- <laughs> focused focus. fan yeah
0: and so it was like that for, pretty much from a yeah music and zombie strange
2: to the end i was
0: completely out i was like this needs to end
2: really the last hour is the most ramy hour of the movie and and again i know i mean i saw this on saturday night by that point i'd seen you know two days of tweets um of people who were really into this and discord comments too and stuff like that and that's totally good it's I I'm not again I'm not uh I'm not trying to yum yuck I just I don't get the vibe at all I don't I don't like it and and I guess my criticism would be on just like hey I don't this is not for me I don't like it my my real criticism on that is the tone shifts a lot through the course of this thing and it in some moments, it's it feels very marvelly, like traditional, like this is what we've been doing for twenty five plus movies, and then in places it feels very horror aspecty, and then places it feels like the cheesiest zombie movie you can make, and it it just it kind of dances back and forth, and it's I, I it makes for a sort of a discombobulated tonal experience, and. And that doesn't even account for like, what does this, like, what does it do for the MCU at large? Which goes back to my point of just like, just make it, just make it its own thing, make it a standalone. That would be totally, that would be much more, I think, a much more justifiable experience overall if it just like exists and it is its own thing, not, you know, (laughs) we got to bring in everybody uh, and and connect this from here to the next 10.
0: There was a tone that it was hitting on. There was a scene where he was saying, uh, you know, that he was basically, you know, he was snapped away, and and it was hard to catch up. Like I think mm-hmm. there was a, there is a Doctor Strange too that I would be interested in, but this wasn't it. I'm not, I'm not completely out on the character, but I just think this is a misguided uh, sequel that. Because Scott Derrickson actually left the project, and mm-hmm. and, Ramey had to. C- come in and at uh, late maybe to the process or i don't know but mm-hmm. um it just feels misguided and it's sad because all of the marvel f- films up to this point have felt extremely purposeful and this one felt like um it didn't really have a a, a point other than mm-hmm. uh you know filling in some details from some other shows or movies and maybe maybe and this is you know we're, we're speaking at about it right after we saw it. And maybe in, in, in two years, the multiverse and all that, it, this is the most impactful film in terms of setting the stage for what's to come. But as of right now, it, it doesn't feel that way. And I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know which direction we're going. <laughs> you know, like it felt mm. so, at least the Iron Man sequence of things felt like we, we knew where we were headed. I have no idea where we're headed still. And how many movies are we in so far? <laughs> yeah. Since uh, Endgame, one, two, three, four, five, six. This is the sixth one. So I don't know where this is headed, but I, I hope it's headed somewhere as incredible as Thanos was, because that was an awesome, you know, a twenty movie arc. And we're almost halfway there, and we still, I don't guess, we're directionless at this point. They're just kind of. Throwing plots out there and and there, this
1: happened. Before. I don't know who
0: the main villain of this is. Do I? Yeah, is this it-
1: happened a little bit after the first phase, right? Where we had a little floating action. And we're like, yeah, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. You know? Or if it's good, even it's still directionless, and, and we'll mm-hmm. give them the benefit. Again, everyone says we're like Marvel Homers. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because they've made good movies. Right. I would give Warner Brothers the same, but if you came out with <laughs> if all your movies were good and then Justice League was movie number 19 I'd be like yeah I didn't really dig that but you know I'm ready for movie number 20 because, you know but if that's movie number 2 <laughs> you know like so I'm going to still be expect Marvel things to be good um I think Thor will be awesome and things like that but they need to start we're getting to the point where they need to start honing it in and if they don't we'll call them out for it and that's okay mm-hmm. And I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any Marvel tattoos or anything. It'll be fine. My life will go on. Um As long as Luca just keeps winning.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like for so long that they were like, okay, let's make great films and the money will come if we make great films. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I don't know if it's Bob Iger's left the company and there's different priorities now, but... Yep. It does feel like the money is driving a lot more of the decision making these days rather than the storytelling.
2: Yeah. When it I comes mean, to like,
0: let's have, let's get Spider Man and, you know, and do as much as we can with them and have X Men and then Fantastic Four and we're going to have all the, you know, it does, it feels a lot less restrained as before because they certainly could have thrown characters, any character, at us in the first you know 20 movies or whatever they had the rights they could do whatever mm-hmm. but they it's just like i don't know i don't know what to, yeah. I mean, whether whether to trust them anymore at this point
2: i would say that there's probably been other times through the course of of the last 5 plus years where there has been where 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 there have been other movies that that kind of fit this bill of like it's on the calendar that's a mo- that's a date we have to hit with this character we have to work in this character at this point in the arc because it's been you know, x number of years since we've we've done something with him or her, so that's when it is. I'm sure there have been other movies that have felt like that to other people. I just have liked them all. You know, and this right. is the one where it's like this is kind of a perfect storm of here's a lot of things I didn't really care for, mixed with a character that's not really my favorite, mixed with a director that I don't really dig, and it 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 brings out more. It, 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 I mean, what we say all the time, it's like you, you the job of the movie is to you know, make me not think about it too much, not pull at strings or whatever. And that was usually that's the case for somebody else that's sitting out there listening, who's who hasn't enjoyed. There's probably somebody out there who was like, I really didn't dig whatever uh, Civil War, and uh, and and here's here's the reasoning, and and you and part of it would be like, well, it just felt like it was it only existed to to print money. It only existed to like spend ten minutes. Uh, furthering the MCU story or whatever. So, like, I give them maybe that's excuse making. I don't know, but it's, it's, I'm sure that, that, that we are not, I'm sure this is not the first time that this criticism has been levied against Marvel. It's just the first time for me personally that I felt like, yeah, this is all about just like, we got to get this character in, we got to make this movie, we got to print this money more than we have a really cool story that we, we desperately need to tell. Yeah. So, right. And again, I, to be fair, I there are some really cool story elements here. I again, I didn't di- I, I would have liked to preserve Wanda as part of this universe because I really like Wanda and I really like Elizabeth Olsen. But that's over now. So I mean, you know, but but it was like a platform for her to have like a really great performance. She's almost the lead of this movie in a lot of ways, and she's she has a, a big moment and or two or five. And that's it's cool. It's not what I would have done, but, it you know, that's cool. Um, there's some other stuff that they're trying to do here, whether it's successful or not. I think there was element there were attempts to make a good story. I don't think it was just we don't care, but there's there's a lot of things kind of coming together that leave you uh, kind of feeling underwhelmed, at least if if you're not into what's what's going on with 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 this director, with this character, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about the post credit scene before we hit grades here? Charlize, uh, what's up? Yeah, Richard, are you excited about uh, Charlize? And the yeah, MCU? I didn't
1: like that I had to do a 25-minute Wikipedia yeah. deep dive after the fact to understand what the heck it meant, but I was super excited to see Charlize. I love MCU Charlize. I love any Charlize, so mm-hmm. that's cool. And uh, we'll be interested to see where that character goes because- right um strange is definitely in a different place at the end of this that is something that's interesting right that that character is in a vastly different paradigm after this Mm -hmm. movie than before which is cool um but i don't know if the rest of the mcu is so maybe they'll have to catch up but uh yeah that was cool and Charlize is great and everything and we should build statues to her Mm -hmm. across all the excuse me all the land so uh yeah (laughs)
2: yeah i'm with you there it almost lended itself more even to just 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 let him go do his own thing doctor Strange is off on dark Avenger's world in that like branch of the m c u and that's it we're good with it over here he kinda he kind of fits with it over here let's let's just let it be and not have it have to uh to carry over so much into uh into the rest of it I don't know that third eye is gonna get real annoying I'm gonna be honest that's that's not that 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 uh, visual effect is yeah I did not, not, love that. not look awesome. the, it like a mouth
0: yeah. did not look like an eye. Yeah, didn't you love know, it. the weird thing is didn't that it. was it's fine
2: Fre- for two seconds, but if we're gonna have half a movie with that, no, thank you. It was it's Martin Freeman,
1: that did it. <laughs> they do not get along, so um, we'll see.
0: Reminding me of that weird Katy Perry album cover where she has the eye coming out of her mouth. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it.
2: Yeah, it was, it was bring like,
0: back those good memories. Uh, let's hit a grade here. I'm gonna give this one uh,
2: B minus, Brian. I I will say I'll just give it a straight C. Richard,
1: I'm with Brian. I'm going straight C, straight C, homie. First C I've done on these since Dark World, maybe. Yeah,
2: I think Dark World. I looked at my letterbox, and look, this all changes. I. I definitely have some negative feelings towards it, just because I had to take my kid out of the theater and all this sort of stuff. But the so maybe it bumps a little. bit. yeah, I, I updated Letterbox and I have. I mean, Dark World's the only one that I have that I had under this. Didn't didn't dig it. Mm. If you liked it, that's great. I'm thrilled. I just I think that this is a very specific vibe that if you're not with it, what are you what are you gonna do? You know, it's 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 kind of hard to kind of hard to get past that if you're not if you're not with it. I had that one sequence where they kind of
0: travel through the multiverses and, you know, they had the paint
2: universe and all that.
0: That was kind of sweet. I wish we kind of had a little bit more of that.
2: Yeah. Seven seconds. Hey, seriously, can I say, and part of me is is fine with this because I am already to the point of of multiverse fatigue and we haven't even gotten to Spider-Verse part one yet um, or Spider-Verse two part one yet there was almost no multiverse here whatsoever. And I, I, again, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. a good thing. There's not it's a lot of multiverse of madness. So fast. Yeah. yeah, it's just it, it really is just like, hey uh, America Chavez uh, she's from another multi, she's from another universe some point in here we're going to go to another universe where where uh, Doctor Strange is dead and there's flowers all over New York City. Cool. Um, and that's kind of it. It's, it's pretty light on I don't know. I feel like if you're going to stick it in the title, maybe that has more to do with it than just like basically a montage going through a bunch of different universes. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Felt a little, a little light on that. So anyway, yeah,
0: I thought the uh, Spider-Man one did it, did it better than this one. Yeah. All right. There you go. There's the grades for Dr. Strange Two: the multiverse of madness. Let's hit a recommend here. Recommend. What you got for us this week, Richard?
1: Um, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks here um, in the Barton house, as you can imagine. Uh, um, so I, I haven't seen much, but I went back and watched a great old movie. Not old, but a 90s movie. I was texting Brian about it last night um, that... My wife had never seen it. I hadn't seen it in many years, and it's so funny, and I love the genre. I know, Kent, you love the genre,
0: too. Um, but uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I feel like I recommended that one a yeah, couple of years ago. because think you did. Because um, my wife and I watched it during the pandemic, and I had never seen it. And I was like, holy crap, this is so funny. So funny. I laughed so hard watching yeah, it. I had never, it, never seen Magruber it It's a
1: level in terms of the plot oh. twist that it takes in yeah. it and my family's all from minnesota so my dad's side so like you know i know that whole kind of thing you know and uh <laughs> where you're really nice but you're not uh and it, it's such a great satire on like 18 different levels so yeah, so that's a really and Kirstie yeah. yeah. always like incredible in that movie is that's like the maybe the best movie ever of people that are not very good actors like just bring like denise richards's great <laughs> movie mm-hmm. so many like people that went on to not be great were so good in that and uh and, like really good like great self-aware comedic performances so yeah that's a really 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 funny movie and
0: really like, funny script yeah and uh gosh britney murphy in that is like yeah you're the like the whole Man, new york gonna thing. be a total <laughs> superstar you could see see that in that movie amy adams is is funny, too. There's uh, Kirsten yeah, Dunst, obviously. Beautiful yeah. in that.
1: Man, you know, that Amy Adams, I forgot how beautiful she was.
0: I hope she was 18. I'm going to sound really
1: creepy. Um, if not. <laughs> she was 14. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm having know. a kid and I retire from the podcast. See you later. Isn't that, isn't that funny when you talk about people like that? Because you assume, because most of the time they're like 25 when they do those kind of movies and they're playing younger and then everyone's like oh you're wrong like yeah she he was such a great looking guy so handsome or she was so beautiful and I'm like oh yeah dude she was she was 16 man you're like cool 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 well I'll just go walk in the traffic and uh <laughs> but yeah really funny movie it is
0: very funny what about That's you Brian
2: uh, I'm gonna recommend a book um, that I've been I've been looking forward to. It's called Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. She is the author of Station Eleven, which uh, had a very successful adaptation on HBO Max uh, end of the year, beginning of this year. Really good. Um, it's like a, I mean, it's a six hour read on Audible. Moves really quickly. It's sort of uh sort of sci-fi she does this thing really well she did it in station 11 as well where she kind of she mixes sci-fi post-apocalyptic kind of stuff in with like with literature and it, it it she she writes in a way that feels more like something that would be something you'd read in like your 11th grade english class or something than it would be like a uh you know a beach read or a a a book that that uh becomes you know adapted into a, a blockbuster kind of movie or tv series or something she she blends the genres really really well and um so i dug station 11 quite a bit i haven't re- glass castle is the one that came out between these two and i haven't read that yet but it's been on my list this one was really it's about uh it's about a character who is from the future and is sort of it's sort of time travely it's not sort of it definitely is time travel, but it's it's not about it has nothing to do with the science of time travel or anything like that. It's just a character who ducks into the lives of three or four different people over the course of a few hundred years and just sort of how like it 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 is all connected and how um his intentional or unintentional um interference like kind of messes with, with the timeline and the results of that and stuff. But again, it's like a six hour read. It's super, it's very well read if you're doing the audible uh, and it, it, it all, it all works really well. And, uh, and, and all of these stories kind of mix together in a really good way. So I dug it a lot. It's called sea of tranquility. Uh, Emily St. John Mandel. Awesome.
0: I'm going to recommend a documentary uh, called royalty free and it's about this guy named kevin mcleod and he makes uh, stock music for people to like download and use in videos right but he has been making stock music for like 20 years and his music has become so popular that he's like one of the most downloaded musicians of all time, but like no one knows who this dude is, but you like would know his songs if you heard him because they're used on commercials and all this stuff, but he never wanted to sell his, his music. It was always downloaded for free on his website and he could just use whatever. And uh this guy, it's like one of the only examples I've ever seen of somebody who truly does it for the love of doing it and like does not, care about the money uh like i think they were making the movie hugo the scorsese movie and they used like a lot of his music for temp music while they were editing like before they do the score the actual score they'll put temporary music under it so that they can edit and then they'll take it out and then they'll do the actual score uh but it got to the point where like oh we actually like this scene the way it is with this music and they called him and were like hey this is martin scorsese we want to use your music and he was like oh that's awesome and they're like so how much is it and he's like give me 40 bucks (laughs) and so like he did the score (laughs) for hugo for like 40 bucks so he's like yeah that that was cool i loved that that was really nice that they did that like that was all he wanted to get out of it so really interesting story uh the documentary is called royalty free uh came out in 2020 and um yeah, just check this out and see if you've ever heard of any of these this guy's music before. But just like he has a real day, regular day job and just does this as a hobby like on his computer and he'll make songs <laughs> and put them on a website and and became like this huge uh success in that weird world of like bed music and elevator music. Yeah, you know, I always wonder because I use so much of that for podcasting and documentaries and stuff like that. I always wonder the people that make that music because they could be doing anything else huh. like making actual because yeah. if you have musical talent, I don't know why you wouldn't try to, you know, play shows and, you know, have be on the radio and things like that. So uh, very interesting to me. Uh, royalty Freeze, the name of the doc. Check it out. Very nice. All right. There you go. There's bad about movies for this week. I hope you'll join us on the VIP this week because we're talking about Ratatouille. 15-year anniversary, so we'll be talking about that as the throwback episode. We hope you'll join us there, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We love you. We'll see you soon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I
1: seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha!